0: Yo, what's up, everybody over on IG? Uh, you'll see you tuning in. I just dropped the link below if you guys want to join us over here on Zoom. We've got the men of the hour, George and Caleb, uh, to break down today's episode. So um, if you're wondering who I'm talking to and you want to see the beautiful faces on the screen, make <laughs> sure you guys head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash Zoom. Uh, join us over here, and as always, you guys already know what it is. Have a good time. Uh, drop any questions you got in the comment section. I'll jump jump back and forth between the two here. But George, as I kick it off, so I'll go through the the show intro. You know we do it super legit now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's been a journey, and I'm I'm sure we'll uh, we'll discuss different points of that because I I'm really interested to get you guys' perspective and how everything's been and um, just all aspects because you guys have been on board for a long time now uh but to kick it off again what's up everybody welcome in for another episode of the hashtag ask a soccer pro show episode 121 i'm your host 12 year pro mls cup champion mls playback uh comeback player of the year black players for change founder uc davis hall of fame member msl coach quincy maraquois you might be asking yourself what is the msl well, that's what we're here to discuss and break down every Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST live here on the Perfect Soccer Instagram account, Instagram account, as well as the Zoom account now. And that is the Mental Strength League for that MSL, right? A.K.A. I'm in your head. And for those of you who are down in the MSL drop, your I'm in your head emojis in the comment section over here on Instagram. Um, and for those of you who are just tuning into this frequency for the first time, it is a mental 4D game of chess where you are either aware and an active participant or you are a pawn in the game steady getting played. Um, every week we talk about why you should have this mindset well it's so you can learn how to learn um, and you want to learn how to learn so you know when you are stopping yourself from achieving your goals and what to do about it and the mindset starts the moment you decide to take responsibility for where you are even if where you are isn't your fault and put forth a plan to do what you need to to continue forward so if you guys are ready for today's episode please spam that heart button start dropping your questions in the comments and I'd love to introduce everybody to MSL Legion member MSL Army OG members Caleb and George Battestelli.
1: Battestelli, you guys Battestelli,
0: there you? we go. Uh someone someone who's had his last name butchered many a times in his life, right? <laughs> uh, didn't want to do that with with the two of you, but I'm I'm extremely grateful and happy to have you guys here on the show. I'm excited to ask a bunch of questions, but more importantly as well to Hear your guys' critical feedback of the MSO mentality, the mindset, some of the experiences you've had so we can work together, because you guys already know what it is, teamwork equals dream work. So I've already talked a lot here. George, would you like to give us kind of a little bit of background to yourself, bio, where you're from, what interests you, how'd you join on board with the brand, and anything else you want to share?
1: Yeah, I can I can do all that, but uh, I think the part that you left out in your intro was now um, what is it like? Afghani indoor Premier League champion. Also, <laughs> did, you, did you hit that part too?
0: Yeah, no. I I uh, in the in the sake of saving time, right? I I had to start uh, condensing down the the accolades and the awards and stuff, <laughs> right? But yeah, uh, what George is talking about, I just recently did the Afghani Premier Tournament, AASA tournament. I did that back in two thousand seven. With my old uh, team, college teammates, Ahmad Hatifi, um, Suley Baba, and uh, Matt Schlegel. They all joined me back in 2007 when we played. Uh, we had a, another go at it here this past weekend out in uh, New York. Uh, New York, and I think he was based in New Jersey. Flew into New York. But, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was a good time. So. You're going to
1: be like... Uh... You know, Apollo Creed and Rocky, when they're like, Hey, you got enough nicknames? He's like, Master of Disaster, Count of Monte Fisto, like that whole thing. So you got those, you got those accolades. So, um, about me, I didn't grow up playing soccer at all, man. Um, you know, I was a, I was a wrestler. Um, I kind of got into, to jujitsu and a little bit of, uh, uh, mixed martial arts type stuff. Um, and I was like, Hey, man, those, those soccer players, all I do is run. I'm not into that. <laughs> yeah you know and then and then i kind of you know went through my life and you know i had my son and he starts playing soccer and i'm like hey this this sport's pretty cool you know what's funny is that my dad was a was a keeper right and oh. so you know certainly there was some soccer in the family but i was like yeah you know we're in dc what are we going to go do and you know we don't support the washington football team because i'm kind of a new england guy i was born in new england and so um you know I was all about Tom Brady until he left, and now I'm kind of anti-Tom Brady. That's a different story. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we went to the we D.C. United game. He wanted to go check out soccer, and we're like, hey, let's go support the home team. Um, and, you know, it just it kind of grew from there. You know, we we see the players. Some of the players interact, right? And you mm-hmm. were one of the players that, that really interacted, and we felt like we started to, to build this bond with you because um, for us it was always – the players that were appreciative of the fans right because mm. sometimes the product was good sometimes the product wasn't good yeah, right and that's I mean, a, yeah, let's that's us be a, honest that, yeah. that's the way that it was yeah um and i think everybody in dc was like hey we got wayne rooney now that was kind of the driving factor for everybody to go see dc united but what i realized is that there's so many personal stories with the with the people and, and i think that that we connected really well with you and as we started to learn about you um we learned about the the msl and that really translated, right? And so for me, the, the thing that I've kind of latched on to is that the MSL is not just a soccer thing, right? It's not just on the pitch. The MSL can translate to anything, right? So when I'm doing stuff at work, something that I don't necessarily want to do, you know, you have to have that mental strength to, to power through and push through, right? And so some of the techniques that, that we're playing the long game here, right, the long-term winner's mindset, yeah. that, that's really what we're doing. And so... I tell Caleb, you know, he goes to practice and he's playing with the with the summer travel team right now, Mm -hmm. and you know they're out in the heat running. And I tell him, hey, pace yourself, but you got to have the mental strength to continue, right? And that resonates with an eight year old because he's running around saying, hey, I just gotta keep going, I gotta keep going.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like in practice, I said, I always gotta be disciplined. I just said that, like whispering it to myself.
0: Hey, I like that. Hey, that's build. That's building that mental stamina, man. Hey, I'm... but you know, there, there's a
1: lot of, there's a lot of positivity, you know, that's mm-hmm. what we, that's what we pull from you, um, from, from perfect soccer, from MSL, right. There's a lot of positivity in a world where there's so much negative attention on things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and there's so much negativity that permeates. You like to look for something positive and have a positive message and, you know, one of the guys at, at my jiu-jitsu school that I train at was like, Hey, I really like that shirt. This long-term winner's mindset. Cause he was like, that's a positive message, man. There's not too many of those anymore. Uh-huh. You know, and I, I think it, it's, it's, it's been really, it's been really good for us. The relationship with you is really good. I mean, you came and watched the game in the stands with us when I'm like, Hey, you want to come sit with us, Quincy? You're like, Hey, I'll come over. We didn't expect you to come over. We were like, Yeah, okay. And then, you know, here comes Quincy, come <laughs> and sit and watch the game with us. And I'm like, this is cool, man. But that—that's how you have a connection with your fan base. I mean, really, you know. And it's been something that we've really appreciated, which is why, you know, we've we've kept following you, and we'll continue to be in the the MSL army.
0: I, I yo, that's, I, it's uh, for me, right? Uh, I'm usually not one who's at a loss for words, right? I could I could talk all day, <laughs> but <laughs> that uh, I appreciate that. That's that's really cool positive feedback to like here I I don't disagree I think the world is consumed with negative messages right now and it's really hard to or it can be really hard at times to see the light at the end of the tunnel or the positivity in in um in in the process but I think um I think just even that feedback that's positive that's positive vibes and stuff sending my way as well too right because um I think I when I'm saying I I I'm saying what I believe, right? And I I um I really appreciate your guys's energy. I've always appreciated your uh like your dedication, the commitment, just the the willingness to kind uh, of to, to to take the lessons and the the message that resonates with you and apply it to like you said it's not just a soccer message right it, it can kind of apply to anything at any point in time uh, that you feel it could be a value to you and and i've felt you guys have always done an amazing job at that and i've always appreciated that um i guess the first thing that it made me realize is like why okay so you you offered for me to come and watch the game right but you're also thinking that i wouldn't say yes so what makes you ask and then why would you think i wouldn't go
1: well because you know this is uh you know not that i think caleb is a small arena but this is a small (laughs) arena for you right and you have a large platform um you know i i think big picture right Mm. and i'm thinking perfect soccer man if you got plugged into some of these local leagues and local academies like the virginia soccer association that's who caleb plays for that's where griffin Yao came from Mm. um you could really permeate that perfect soccer message, right? And I think about how you get connected, and, and then you start to build the the tentacles in there. And obviously, you have connections with with Griffin, and so you're like, hey, you know, you kind of funnel it back through that perfect soccer message through through the VSA. And so for me, I would want to make a trip worth your while, right? I'd want you to come out, and I'd want you to see something that I thought was a showcase, right? I don't want you to come out and, and see like one game. I want you to see a tournament where Caleb is actually playing and then solicit some feedback from you and say, Hey, what do you think about this? Right? Because the the one thing that I've, I've told Caleb, I'm like, Hey, you're eight years old, but I'm five foot nine. So you're not going to be the strongest. You're not going to be the fastest. You're not going to be the biggest. Right. Mm-hmm. But you got to be the most dedicated, mm-hmm. you know, because it's the, the whole adage of you can't teach heart, right? There's a lot of people out there that have the, the physical skills, but they're not interested in working on those physical skills. And so, um, you know, you have to have that dedication and, you know, it's, it's something where, when he gets to a point where I think, um, you know, it would be beneficial that we want to get you out just to, just to see, right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not take you away from your own family. I mean, obviously you got your own family and everybody has, you know, things that keep them busy. So.
0: No, I love, okay. I love that because it it's it's making me think about it on multiple on multiple levels and angles, right? About where we can go with the conversation and how to not only like show people the way, show people a genuine way of building relationships, right? And earning your position over time versus most people's understanding of you know, cut corners, uh, find the easy way. What's the what's the pill I could take? What's the secret that I can you know implement to kind of to leapfrog? And even the shirt you're wearing, right? Long-term winner's mindset. You're yeah. you're approaching it and looked at it from a big picture, right? And and the the beauty of it is you're looking at big picture and small picture. And this is an issue I see a lot of people run into, right? They'll see big picture and then that makes them deer in the headlights. It's too big, it's not even worth asking, right? It's not even worth trying. Yeah. And then the others, it's, it's so small that you can't see anything other than what's right in front of your face, so you're essentially doing nothing. You're not asking, right? How did you bridge the gap between the two? So you saw big picture, you see a platform, you see potential, you see you see the future potential of your son and where you think he could get to based on what he's doing and what you see him on a day to day. And then also what he'll need if he is of caliber at some time in the future to get connected or plugged in, right? So you're seeing all those future potential outcomes, all positive, right? And statistically speaking, it's a very small chance. But it can't happen without asking or trying so how do you make that jump what's the deciding factor for you um what what motivates you in that moment to to act as opposed to react
1: so for me and this has been my my kind of my entire life here is that i think the the enemy of success is complacency right if you don't take the opportunity to try to do something you'll always wonder what happened and what if. And so, um, when, when I grew up, um, you know, it was a, it was a situation where we weren't super rich, right? We didn't have very much money. And I said, Hey, if I'm going to get things in this world, I'm going to have to make my own way. Right. When the military uh, was in the Navy deployed, had some good mentors that kind of got me to, to where I needed to be and, and put me in the right direction. And I said, Hey, um, when I have a family and I have a chance to give them an opportunity, I'm going to make sure they have every opportunity they can. Right. And so for my son, his opportunity is, Hey, I want to try to play soccer. So if you're going to do something, you might as well try to be the best at it, or at least the best that you can be. Right. And so my, my goal in life is to make him the best version of himself. Yeah. If tomorrow, he says, I don't want to do soccer anymore then Hey, it's on to the next venture. And we'll do what what it is that that he wants to do, um, but I, I think when I see things, I think big picture because I think outcome based, right? And I think outcome based scenarios. And I'm like, okay, if you want to start here, how do we get to the next point in the road? And then what is the the future state with our relationships, right? And I kind of I, I do that at work also, um, you know, because I'm I'm a cyber guy and I have a big cyber exercise that i plan which i will be in utah in like two weeks okay. hosting uh hosting the largest unclassified department of defense um cyber exercise so i'll I'll plug that out there okay it's in, like... the, it's in the media you know i did a I did a media round table on it um they didn't pick up as many stories as i hoped last year they picked up a lot more but um you know i think having the opportunity to do those things helped me think big pictures and um, I've always kind of been an idea person, right? And you know, how do I, how do I help somebody else with an idea or how do I use an idea uh, to perpetuate that thing? And so as I, as I think about perfect soccer and I think about the medium that you have now, I'm like, man, there's so much room for expansion in there because uh, I think that the way that you're advertising now is good, but I think you can really reach into the youth market because there are a lot of parents in a lot of areas that think their kid is the next Ronaldo. Yeah. Right. And you and I know that the chances are probably, you know, middle school right. that they're going to be the 100%. next Ronaldo. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably 0.005. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we know those chances are going to be middle school, but guess what? Those parents are going to say, Hey, I want my kid to have the opportunity and they're willing to invest in a brand that they feel is going to give them that opportunity. And with somebody at the head of the brand who's engaging, like you are to say, Hey, perfect soccer can, can meet your needs here and perfect soccer can do X, Y, and Z. And we have the ability to, to have this, this mentality. I, I really think that that's how you expand. And that's, that's just my personal opinion. And I could be wrong, but man, you know, when I look at his Virginia soccer Academy and, and I'm looking at this and I'm like, Quincy could come in and talk to these guys. The next thing you know, perfect soccer is sponsoring the whole VSA. You know, yeah. they all got the perfect soccer patch on their jersey, So, it's it's just uh it's it's something that I've thought about specifically as a member of the MSL army and how we continue to get our message out.
0: Hey, <laughs> I, I Oh man. Okay, multiple levels of that. First first and foremost, what is the what is the so you're saying the largest declassified cybersecurity?
1: The largest unclassified. It's it's called Cybershield.
0: Okay yeah i need um, i need more information i need to i need to better understand this because that's big yeah, time so
1: so um what we do is that since i work for the national guard mm-hmm. um there are 54 states and territories right so the 50 50 states guam virgin islands puerto rico and the district of columbia mm-hmm. um they all have their own independent national guard right so it's really the governor's militia this is a whole whole litany of of how the army national guard works but um from the cyber perspective they all have their own cyber response forces where they can respond to um state entities uh, that call out the national guard and so um, my job is making sure one of my jobs is making sure that those um, forces are trained to standard so we have a big exercise um, that we're running where um, we have a scenario we have A red team which is your opposing force and your blue team which is your defending force Mm -hmm. um, and they're kind of going at it right Mm -hmm. the red team is trying to throw um, the kitchen sink at the blue team the blue team's trying to defend it and so through that defensive tactic we're teaching them how to be good defenders so it's kind of like on the soccer field right so if you have somebody who's attacking you and then you're learning how to defend well you're inherently gonna be a better attacker because you understand how to defend also yes And so from a, from a most basic level, um, you can't attack unless you can defend also. And so we're trying to make sure that they can all defend. And so that's the, the exercise that we run. It's a national guard run exercise, but we bring in, you know, the army, the air force, uh, Navy, a a whole litany of people. I think we have over 700 people this year. Um, and so I'll be on vacation next week, but then the week after I'm going out to Utah, we're kind of doing it in a hybrid, um, hybrid type thing uh, this year because we had some COVID impacts, but uh, we'll be fully all on site the the next year after. But that's some of the things that I can relate the, the MSL to, right? Because when you're talking about long-term winners mindset and you're talking about cyber stuff, right? The, the adversary, you know, we could say any country would like to set up inside of your network and stay there for a long time, right? That's what they call the advanced persistent threat. Um, and they just kind of hang out, and that's their chess. They're not playing
0: checkers, man. They are playing chess. Yes, they are. And okay, I like I like this on multiple on on multiple fronts because first is making me think of I can't remember. I'll have to do some research and digging into uh, which Ask Soccer Pressure episode we discussed. You know, how do you make your offense your defense? Right, and you spoke to to be. Great at offense, or to be the best at offense, defense. Understanding how to defend is probably the best way to become an amazing attacking player, right? Uh, both on and off the field. And then I'm also thinking about your experience in jujitsu, which is all defense, right? And thinking multiple steps ahead of your opponent. And when experience becomes your disadvantage, and when it becomes your advantage, and how you react. Uh, situationally right in a moment as well as preparing for future potential outcomes like you kind of touched on right so okay I'm yeah I'm loving that because even from the cyber security perspective right you're accounting for threats that aren't Hmm. you're accounting for potential threats so you said consistent potential threat right
1: yeah, so what they what they call um, specific cyber threat actors are advanced persistent threat, which means that they come in, they're in there, and they establish persistence in your network, right? So they're, they're in there, and they don't want you to know they're there. So when it's their time to take over, they can start to take over, or they can just sit there and kind of hang out and wait and
0: see what you're doing. Got it. Okay, and this is great because when we're speaking about how do you make your offense your defense – And if you're preparing for that potential future outcome and know that that potential threat could have already been there, it could be there, but you're just unaware of its presence. So it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So then if you are first, the greatest defense would be to announce that you're there from the beginning because then they'll throw the kitchen sink at you like you uh, touched on, right? (laughs) Right. with a red versus blue which allows you to always see what's coming and to learn and grow from that so yeah no i okay i I, I like i like uh i like your approach i like how you assess the landscape both physical and digital right and and how you're actively implementing the long-term winners mindset in your own way right with your yeah. with your ideas and your experience um no that's really cool i no i appreciate you i appreciate you sharing that that's that's really dope that's that's cool uh is so is this year's event is that going to be hosted digitally is that going to be like on zoom or
1: so it's uh it's digitally um, and we also, uh, we're doing some in-person stuff in Utah. Uh, we can, we can chat offline. I might be able to get you an invite to the DB day, see, see what we're doing. Okay. Awesome. No, that's, that's yeah. awesome. Um, it'll be, it'll be on a, we're going to do that on a WebEx platform. So,
0: uh, ah, okay. So this one's not an open source, like, uh, 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 what do you got? Like open to the public event. It's,
1: it's not open to the public, but, uh.
0: Okay, I understand. I, I mis- well. I misunderstood unclassified, right? So Un-
1: unclassified just means that I can talk about it.
0: <laughs> Got it. Okay. 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 Oh, so so that's why when I said declass, okay. So that's why you corrected me when I said declassified because you're saying like no, this yeah. was declassified means it was not allowed to be shared. Enough time has yeah. passed, and De- now De- enough. Declassified.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, declassified meant that it was at a higher classification level that couldn't be released. And they declassified it to make it um public knowledge
0: got it, got it, got it got it okay, and then unclassified means it hasn't it' it had never had the designation that it couldn't be spoken about
1: yeah there's 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 certain caveats where a lot of times the unclassified work we do is controlled unclassified information, which means it's unclassed but it's still controlled,
0: so I can't go and give it out at the bus stop got it okay, no that's helpful for me so what's great uh, And I appreciate this because this is, this is great because I feel like these are conversations and experiences that many people would never have access to, right? Like what's, there's nuance, there's nuance to conversations. There's nuance to building relationships. There's nuance to planning for your future, um, you know, building your mentality. And, and, um, I, I speak about it a lot, right? Say, Hey, make mistakes. It's part of the MSL way, right? Like that's how you gain experience You're going to burn your hand on the stove a couple of times, but the goal is, one, your hand gets strong. So if you do burn yourself, it's no problem. You can move forward. Um, And you can gain enough wisdom to maybe avoid burning your hand on the stove, right? But only through asking questions and figuring that out do you make those mistakes. So I appreciate you sharing and giving clarity to that because that's something I didn't know and now I know.
1: Yeah. And we say fail. If you're going to fail, fail fast, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay to fail, fail fast, learn from it and, and move on. Right. So if you're going to, if you're going to go through um, life um, with a, uh, it's almost like a a paralysis, not making a decision, right? Analy- analyzation paralysis. It'd be better to make that bad decision and move on from it because you can make it, learn from it, and then you understand what happens next time. Right. And so That's one of the things that we say at work is like, I'm never gonna be mad at you for making a decision, make one, and let's see where it goes. But not making a decision, that's that's the the worst paralysis. Yeah, that's like
0: that's the worst decision. Oh, I think I think what most people are trying to do is they're trying to avoid making mistakes. But the one thing that you can't do, you can't ever avoid making a mistake. Um, it's impossible. Um, Indecision is a decision. It's just. The effects of it might be delayed, and right. Yeah. And Benjamin had said, "Analysis paralysis." He's listening in yeah. as well too. Uh, agreed. Um, it it also makes that that kind of sparks for me. Um, the reason why we speak to the three S's of self awareness so much, right? You can you can make a decision in with from analysis, or you can make a decision in ignorance. Cool, you've made that decision, but once we see what's happened. Um, practicing self-awareness is going to allow you to self-reflect on the decision you made and then understand the role that you played and how to game plan future potential outcomes or scenarios you would like like to see happen. So I love I love that, man. Um
1: so you're yeah. you're right though um, when you were talking about jiu-jitsu too, my jiu-jitsu is very defensive right now, especially because I'm older, right? Mm-hmm. So I started jiu-jitsu when I was younger. I was in probably my Late 20s, right? Okay. And then, um, like
2: 27.
1: I don't know if I was even that old, Mark, but <laughs> I, I started and then I took a 12 year break, right? And a lot of people oh, wow. don't take that kind of break,
0: yeah. That's a that's I got
1: married, you know. I had Caleb, and then I was like, I'm never going back to jiu-jitsu again because you know I'm old and, and broken. But don't tell me. then, then Caleb was like, Hey, I want to try jujitsu, and so when I took him in there. I'm like, I can't be the dad rolling by all the guys that are on the mat and, and not be involved, right? And so I, I kind of got back into it. But I will tell you that, especially as I've gotten older, my jiu-jitsu is, is less offense and more defense. And probably because I'm old and I'm not as good as I used to be. That's probably one of the reasons, right? But okay. Also, it's, it's more of a reactionary. I try to think more. And I, I think probably I have uh, a little bit slower reactive because I'm trying to think through things. Where a lot of guys are are processing a lot faster and their their body is moving faster where they want it to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so as I've started to slow down, I'm I'm matched up against people that are speeding up, right? And so uh, their compute speed is much faster than 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 my compute speed because I'm thinking about it, but my body's still trying to get there, and they're thinking about it and doing it, right? And so that that's been something that I, I've had to get used to, and so I've tried to take a more mental aspect of that too to say, hey what do I need to do to get into a, two positions ahead of this guy? Because if he gets me, you know, and he's an amount, I'm getting punished for the next, you know, five or six minutes of that round. <laughs> yes. And, and
0: when we're done and I
1: got to get a different partner afterwards, I'm smoked, man. And I got like, you know, seven, seven different rounds left.
0: Yes. Okay. Now I, I love, I love this. So can we, can we, can we dive into that a little bit? Oh, for sure. Okay. So, All right, so I've had these conversations with a couple of other players as well, too. It's more so in alignment with uh, making operating in real time, right? Like uh, processing speed of thinking speed and then um, actual implementation speed of your physical ability to pull off what you're thinking. So one thing, you could think 10 moves ahead, but if you can't move your body to that positioning, what good does thinking that far ahead, right? So like you've got to find uh, the right pace, to go at, right? Where your, your mind doesn't outpace your body, but your body also doesn't outpace your mind. So, all right, you you've presented the scenario where you understand the the individual you're up against may be able to process faster and move faster than you. So you're already coming from a defensive defensive point of view, right, defensive positioning. Your advantage is to get ideally two moves ahead of them so that you're negating any real-time speed they have over you, right? Because they're moving, but they're moving to a space and time that you're already prepared for to receive them in. Would that be accurate? Yeah. Okay. What have you found is difficult in getting there before they do?
1: The The speed. So there's a... You know, I'm I'm 41. I'll be 42 this year, right? And okay. There are some guys that I'm competing with that are 21, 20, 21, 24 years old, and their pressure is just ridiculous because <laughs> they're constantly moving. And so, where I'm moving just a little bit slower now, mm-hmm. you know, because I've got a little bit of maturity. I don't want to say age. Hey, I got a little maturity. There you bit go. More?
0: Maturity, wisdom, wisdom, wisdom.
1: Yeah, I've, I've got some more they're, they're pounded, man. And they're like, Hey, you know, we're, we're going and, and you know, it's at that point, it's like killer be killed. That's really what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And so you get to a point and I understand that sometimes I'm just going to get somewhere to protect myself until I can get to another position to improve myself. And so, um, the one thing that I know is that when I get to a position where I can improve myself, if I get the chance to be mean and rough, I gotta be mean and rough because that's how they've been with me for the last five minutes, right? Yes. So I'm like, hey, let me get one of my licks. I can't I pay to go here, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's, it's definitely something where it's mentally, you know, and, and I, I would say the, the mental exhaustion too is, um, to go into a situation where you know you're going to feel good afterwards, but mentally getting yourself ready every day for that activity which is very very tough on you physically uh, because you're like hey i work today man i'm tired you know now i gotta go train for an hour and a half i'd rather be at home with the family doing something you know and so you try to rationalize the whole time like you're rationalizing like hey why am i doing this why do i need to go and do this to the point where i've almost talked myself out of going but i'm like hey you got to go you got to do because the only way you get better at something is by doing it right There's a, there's a meme out there about jujitsu and it's like, Hey, how come I'm not getting any better at jujitsu? And the other guy says, because you never show up to train (laughs) and that's, that goes with, with anything, right? You're not going to get better at it. You can't walk into the gym and say, Hey, I don't know how to bench press. I'm not, I'm never going to be able to bench press. And it's like, Hey, how many times have you tried to bench press? Well, never. Well, obviously you're never going to be able to bench press.
0: Yeah. But, uh, that still blows people's minds. They can't really make that connection, right? Like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Uh, consistency over time, but, uh, you know, you, I know you guys know, uh, just as, uh, just as much as anybody else who's, who's followed for a while. It's, you know, doing the simple things, uh, doing the simple things consistently over a long duration of time is really hard to do, right? Cause that creep, that creep stems in, right? Like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And, uh, something you said that, that I that I want to dig into cuz I think it's really important, right? You spoke to um sometimes it's a matter of just hanging on until you can build out, right? So you're speaking to survival, right? Survival mode. It's a mindset yeah. and you're you don't know how long you'll have to survive for, but you must survive as long as it takes. Right? But equally as important when you see your opportunity, you've got to take advantage, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's one that can be of all of, of the many lessons you learn in life, especially as you gain more wisdom, right? Yeah. Uh, as you gain more wisdom, right? It's it's learning how to properly value time and how best to take advantage of uh, the opportunities you get. Because everyone will get some. Some will get more than others, right? But how you're able to recognize your opportunity and what you're doing to prepare for it while you're waiting for it to come, right? Or while you're surviving <laughs> while you're surviving for it to come.
1: Yeah. Right? <laughs> surviving the, the beat down that I'm getting. But you know what? I will I will tell you that Jiu-jitsu, like anything else, they say that it's like the the point one percent. Like every time you go in, you get point one percent better. Okay. And and that may not be the case because some days I go in and I'm like, hey, I didn't get any percentage better today. Um, but then you kind of have that growth where you're like, the next time you train, hey, I got well, I think I got point two percent today. Yes. And I'm I'm starting to get there, and so it's it's building on that. And and I think it's the the same for anything. Like when Caleb goes to soccer, yeah. there's some days where I'm like. He didn't look that great today. And the next day he gets out there, he looks much better, right? And so it all goes back into, too, you know, your body's a machine. How are you feeding the machine? Because this is all, like, full circle, right? You got to have the mentality. But guess what? The mentality means take care of yourself. Get some sleep. Eat. Try to, try to, you know, de-stress yourself. Because if you want to work the machine hard, you got to make sure the machine is ready to go.
2: Yeah, like... If you stay up till 12 o'clock and then you go to bed, but you have a hot, very hard game in the morning, you're not going to be ready. You just want to sleep.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And uh, Caleb, how old are you right now? Eight. Eight. Okay. How old do you think the average player is before they're thinking about getting adequate sleep in preparation for the game?
2: Maybe like 15? (laughs) Ah,
0: Okay. Have you heard any of your teammates speaking to or thinking about the things that you think about in the game?
2: Maybe I mean kinda.
0: No, you haven't. too Kinda. Not no. yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Okay, Caleb. So, what do you what do you enjoy most about soccer? Why do you like it?
2: I honestly just like the fast paced game because I always need a challenge at my plate. If I don't, I just I just get bored, and it's just like, then why am I doing this? You know.
0: Okay, so then when you watch, so you watch a lot of professional soccer. Yeah. Okay, when you watch, uh, United. So like when you were watching the games when when I was back there, what were you what were you paying attention to? What were you what were you focused on?
2: I was honestly really focused on like the positions, like how do you play this position?
0: Okay, your position all the positions he was
1: focused he was focused on the popcorn that dad was having to go stand in line for that's what he was focused on
0: (laughs) but okay but your attention would bounce from from thing to thing right so when you were when you were paying attention to the game like when your focus was on the game you said you're looking at positions you're looking at the positions of every player or you're just looking at the positions of the player who plays your position a lot
2: a lot of players
0: okay and what position do you play
2: I usually play right defender
0: okay and what's what's your what position are you best at which one do you like playing the most
2: honestly kind of like striker, but I'm really good at defending
0: okay okay um all right so when you're looking at positioning, what about the positioning of the players are you paying attention to?
2: Like how they stand position, and they don't just run and go get the ball where the strikers are supposed to be like you have to stay in your position,
0: okay, okay, is that what you still pay attention to now?
2: Well, I pay attention more to like passing and like stuff like that, okay. Okay. Like, how do you kick stronger and up?
1: He's okay. working. He's working on his his skills. So what they've what they've done is, right now the kids, they they go to mostly all the different positions. That's the way they're like. Hey, you're too young to be in a certain position, so we're gonna put you in all the different positions. Caleb ends up defending all the time though, just because I think, from jiu-jitsu he likes to get files all the time so he's always handsy on people <laughs> uh-huh. getting his arms extended um
2: i don't usually now get my arms extended
1: but you know he's i think he's realized that size doesn't matter like he'll go up against the bigger kids and, and push on them a little bit you know he's he's not there yet the one thing about being eight years old is that some kids, some kids mature faster physically, and some don't. So everybody's kind of at a different, uh, a different pace. Yes. And I mean, you know, you know, with your own kids, right? So it's like everybody's at this different pace. And I'm sure that when you go to watch them play, uh, uh, what was it like Pee Wee soccer, mm-hmm. the the soccer this year? I know that the competitor in you must have been like, what is going on here? Or were you just chill the whole time? Like, uh, oh,
0: okay. Well, we keep definitely diving that. The com- I think. It's, um, it's compartmentalizing it and breaking it down because what's very, the MSL mentality is great when you're on pace to want to improve yourself and become the best version of yourself that you want to be, like you mentioned, right? Now, analyzing things for self-improvement and to improve things is a noble cause. It's a good. It's a good cause, right? But um, you know, you also have heard the the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? Yeah. Okay. So as you're as you're making a decision and you're you're locking in and focusing in on a particular path, right? Um, just by the nature of growth and change over time, there's distance between where your objective and goal was and uh, where you ended up and what your intention was. Right, so I think what was, what I was able to, I don't, I'm trying to think if I've, if I've, I wouldn't say I've mastered it yet, but I was at least able to recognize, because I'm trying to get to the root of the question you're asking me. It was, it's, the first time you show up, your only uh, idea and frame of reference is a professional environment for which you've been a part of for well over a decade with individuals who are used to receiving high level, critical life and death feedback daily, right? Like that is the environment, that is the expectation. You make a slip up, even just the smallest, that means no contract for you, your family, everything is blown up, right? So I feel once you're entering the space with with kids, right? Pee-wee soccer on that, it's uh, from a parent perspective, it's trying to understand what is helpful and what is detrimental to to what soccer is meant to be for my child at this point yeah. in time you know and um i think what i'm I, i'm able to do well right now is not allow frustration from it not being perfect and professional influence or impact my son's uh experience to enjoy and just fall in love with the game itself. Yeah. You know? Um yeah, that was a big one. where you asked me, I was like trying to uh kind of compress that. Cause that that's hard to do just as a parent in general and a parent who wants the best for your kids, right? You wanna you wanna put them in the best position, but you also understand being in the worst positions is what gives you opportunity to gain wisdom and to gain experience. So it's, that's, that's, I think the difficulty of parenting. I think that's the difficulty of mentorship and coaching, right? Cause it's, it's the worst experiences that end up being the biggest lessons and things that you get to lean on during difficult times.
1: Yeah. How do you, how do you get success if you've never had turmoil, right? Because everything is the, is the highs and the lows. And I, I, I think of it from Caleb's perspective. I don't have a frame of reference. You know, it was just last year or the year before that I finally figured out what offsides was. And I'm like, Hey, I think everybody's offsides all the time now. Like what the heck? (laughs) Right. I'm telling the coaches, I'm like, look, if I'm coaching, there's a problem, you know? And so I, I can sit there from the sidelines, but I would say that your kids, Hey, your dad played in the MLS. We expect a lot from you. Like, you know, what are you, you going to do? And so I, I think you know at some point that's going to be probably difficult for for your for your children to have is like, hey, your your dad was in the MLS, your mom's a track star. Like, hey, what do you?
0: Yeah. Like, what do you got here?
1: You can't be a mathlete, man. You got to be an athlete.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and I think I think uh, sub I'd say consciously to a degree, more consciously as of late, but subconsciously early on, I think that's why I kind of really honed in on focusing in on the mentality side and why I believed it to be so crucially important um, because we're all our own unique individuals. We have our own experience, right? But how we choose to perceive the world and take on information, take on criticism and how, we, how we're able to um, um, utilize it as a tool, like think of it as a resource as opposed to, um, you know, a hindrance will allow, you know, my son, my sons to overcome that, that adversity, because even that's a great point that you make, like, Hey, there's an ex simply because I played at that level, there's, uh, there could potentially be an unfair expectation on him to achieve a certain level or to be a certain pace or to go at a certain whatever, right? And even when you had mentioned with Caleb and you said, hey, listen, I'm five nine, I'm not the, the biggest. Um it made me think back to my advantage was I did not hit puberty, I didn't have I didn't really grow until much later, right? So I was how tall was that? I was four eleven, a hundred pounds, my freshman year of high school. Wow. Right? I maybe it was five six, five, yeah, five, five, One thirty. Five five one thirty five let's see. Hold on, let's bring out the old license. I don't know if I still have it. So say by the time I'm sixteen. Ah. So my license, got my driver's license here. Five five one thirty.
1: Nice and sixteen? Yes. I, I think I was close to about hundred and thirty pounds. I I might have hit five seven though, I think, at that point.
0: Okay. So, yeah, so 4'11", freshman year of high school, by the time I'm, yeah, by the time I'm a senior in high school, because I'm 16 as a senior, I'm 5'5", 130. So that means going into college, I'm maybe 5'6", 140, give or take. So I think that's a huge advantage, uh, Caleb, to you right now, uh, because you have to figure out how to survive where you can't just rely on athleticism, right, or physical attributes, So that kind of gives you that opportunity to spend more time practicing how you can be two, three, four, five steps ahead of your opponent, right? Um, Yeah. And then, and and George even mentioned it in terms of uh, complacency being the thing that can come and get you, right? When you get so used to being four, five, or six steps ahead of everybody, it's easy to now become complacent and not continue to do the work to remain five or six steps ahead, and uh, George, like you're mentioning, as you gain a little bit of wisdom, that younger group, right, can now move faster to where they're getting to step four or five quickly, right? And it's it's a balance. And, and I feel like utilizing this platform to speak to the many different perspectives, the many different ideas, the many different approaches, backgrounds... Um, is, it's just a unique opportunity. I think it's a gift, you know, that we're lucky enough to have access to. And, um, yeah, I, I I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you guys joining on the, you know, joining in and, and sharing your perspective and, and sharing where you're at and how you're approaching it. Um, did you, did you, did you guys have like any, um, specific questions that you had um anything that yeah anything you guys already had in mind that you wanted to talk about or not really i just
2: uh
1: yeah. i i came on to to kind of chop it up i mean i could i could chop it up all night cuz there's there's so many rabbit holes we could go into because i i firmly believe that you know when you see soccer a lot of people um, are not the size of, of Donovan Pines, right? They're not six foot whatever, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And so you're in, you're in high school and they're doing your measurables and they're like, Hey, you're five nine. You can cancel out football or basketball or any of this other stuff. Cause, cause you ain't got it, pal. You ain't in the six foot group. Yes. Right. And so that, that's where I think, you know, a lot of people get discouraged. And so you look at, at professional athletes today and I'm like, Hey, if you look at, at some of the guys at DC United, I think. But Ariola's like five five, maybe.
0: Um Ooh, uh, I, I can neither confirm nor deny that, but I, if I said he was he and he was at five seven, he'd take that as disrespect, right? Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, he's not I don't think he he's not particularly tall. I would say maybe five seven, maybe.
1: Yeah, I think I think we looked it up one time, and yeah. I think it was five not five seven. I don't know. I'd
2: have
0: to, I'd have to look it maybe up. Maybe 5'6". 5'6". Five six. Five, six. Five, six. He'll give six an extra Maybe a little bit, but yeah. Know, five, that, okay, that is to say that I pulled it up. It says he's five six online, so maybe maybe in real life oh, five,
1: right, five. There you six. go,
0: five six. Maybe, so maybe in real life five five, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah five, five.
1: But it, it's it just shows that you know there there aren't these things that that are glass ceilings that you need to break through from a um, physical stature perspective. If you can play, you can play. I mean, and and you can get in there and you know the the one thing that that we didn't even get to uh, to get into is is I really wanted to to get more info on the black players for change right because I'm a guy who's been deployed with a lot of different people right and mm-hmm. had the ability to to meet a lot of different people uh, and I think that that's a great initiative right so my best friend is in, is Nigerian right and I okay. was at a Nigerian wedding which you know, which by the way, I was on this call five minutes prior, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I was starting early, but you know, every time I go to to one of the functions with uh, with Titus and his family, he's like, look, you know this family don't get here on time. Yeah, man. what are
0: you doing, bro? Nigerian time. If, if we're telling you the party starts at six, show up at ten. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and so they had a they had a surprise party for him, uh, and you know I got there on time, and he strolls in like two hours later. Okay, this is surprise <laughs> party, right? And I'm like dude, like we're all there. Seriously? And, and he said, look, he said, I'm not like that. I'm, I'm very um, concerned about other people's time. He was like, but it's the culture. You know, I didn't know there was a surprise party. Right. But mm-hmm. you know, we didn't get to, we didn't get to dive into to that too. Cause I, you know, I think that's an important venture, but I really, I honestly believe perfect soccer man could branch out even further than it is now. I, I really firmly believe that. Like, I think there's some of these youth soccer associations that, um, if if Perfect Soccer somehow gets linked to those, man, I think the the positive message just permeates so far because people appreciate the positive message. They also appreciate, um, even though I don't think they would say it, people appreciating a realistic discussion and a realistic depro- approach, right? So you have to tell everybody, hey, I know you think your kid is the next Neymar or next Ronaldo. It's probably not. So what are your other options, right? And I'm here to help you to, to get to option one, but make sure you have option two there too. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I think that the entire brand man is, is, is huge. And so much props to you and, and the family for, for continuing to,
0: to get that thing moving. Yeah. Thanks man. No, I appreciate that. Well, well, this, this is the advantage of zoom now, right? The advantage of zoom is we can continue the conversation a little bit longer then over on Instagram. And I, I kind of like that because it's giving, uh, it's, uh, creating at least value add to joining us mm-hmm. over here on zoom. And, uh, if you're down to maybe continue the conversation, let's say another 15 minutes or so, we could jump in a little bit into what you're thinking and then dive it into the BPC stuff.
1: You yeah, for that? I can, I could do that. Great. Um, Caleb, go
0: yep. Caleb, was it bedtime brother? Um, you look really tired, my man. Um, so let's see. Uh, and I'll wrap it up here on IG. Sage of DBC said, thank you for being consistent for the last two years. Means a lot. Of course. Um, everybody over here on, on IG, uh, what's going on? Spiritual athlete joined in. Uh, if you guys want to continue on, we're going to do perfect soccer. Hashtag ask soccer pro show after hours for another 15 minutes here with George. Um, so if you guys want to join in and catch the last 15 minutes of this, uh, head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash Zoom. And uh, for those of you who aren't able to join us, I'll see you all next week as always. I appreciate everybody tuning in. And you guys know what it is. is. I'm in your head. Later, everybody.